Hello and welcome to Bible Podlets. I'm Owen. And I'm Claire. We're so happy that you joined us. Bible Podlets is a Bible study and discussion podcast for all ages. So we'd encourage you to listen together, children with parents or children's workers, and pause the episode if you can and talk about the stories and the questions that will come up. Are you any good at geography? Uh, I'm not too bad. Why'd you ask? Well, somebody asked me a geography trivia question yesterday, and I'm still trying to figure out the answer. The question was to say a country whose name ends with the letter H. Oh, that's difficult. There's not too many that that end in H, but I think I know the answer. Oh, it's Bangladesh. Oh, of course. Well done, Owen. You know what? We could make this into a game. We can take turns at saying the name of a country, but each time the country that comes next must begin with the same letter as the last letter of the country before. So if I said France, you could say England, because France ends with the letter E and England begins with that same letter. And we can keep going until one of us gets stuck. Okay, let's have a try. You can join in with us at home too, uh, if you'd like. I think I'll start with Belgium. Oh, Belgium. Okay, so I need a country that begins with the letter M. How about Madagascar? That's a good film, that. Um, Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Russia. Oh, Russia. So I need an A. I'm going to go for Af- ooh, Afghanistan. N. Mm. Ooh, Netherlands. Oh, that's a good one. Um, so I need an S. I'm going to say Singapore. Oh, that's a good S. An E. We've already had England, so I'll go for Egypt. Oh, yeah, okay. So T, I'm going to say Thailand. Oh, D. Uh, Denmark. Oh, brother, right, okay, K. It's a bit tricky. How about Kenya? And we're back to A. Um, Australia. Oh, no, not another A. Oh, they surely can't be any more countries beginning with the letter A. Ooh, I think I'm stuck. I can't think of any. I think you've won Owen. Ah, well, thank you. It was a good game. You really are good at geography. Oh, thank you. It was a brilliant game. Um, but I had to think really hard, though. I don't think geography is my strong point. Now, I wonder how this might link in with our news story for today. Well, today we're going to hear some more about Paul, who you might remember from episode three of Bible Podlets. Paul was given the opportunity to travel around from place to place, doing extraordinary things for the kingdom of God. Oh, you're right, he was. Let's listen to today's news and find out some more about what happened to him. I'm Georgiana Hamsey. And welcome to Prison Nightmares. Today I'm visiting Philippi, the epicentre of a recent earthquake, which led to the world's worst prison escape ever. Yesterday, this prison in Philippi was witness to the most incredible failed breakout ever when an earthquake hit. 
lots of winging wide, all the jail cell doors, and breaking the prisoners' chains. In a shocking turnaround of events, instead of escaping, the inmates were found having a sing-song. I'm meeting with the jailer on duty at the time to find out more. Good to meet you. Tell me about the prison. Well, I was, it was really late, so I thought I'll get some kit like normal, but I was woken up by this rumbling sound of an earthquake and all the doors in the prison shaking and clanging around. Ooh, well, I was so worried that everyone had escaped. I thought I'll get sacked or even worse, killed. But Paul and Silas called out to me from their cell and they said they were, they were all still inside. Let me get this straight. Is this the same Paul and Silas who were pardoned and released by the magistrates earlier today? Yes, the very same. Wow, seriously. They're Roman citizens that didn't have a trial. How, in all that's cooking on gas, did they end up in your prison? Apparently, they were all on their way to pray in Philippi when, when they met a fortune teller woman. She had some kind of spirit that meant she could read the future. And some guys, well, they, they were keeping her a slave and exploiting her to make some money. She kept calling out to Paul and Silas saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come to tell you how to be saved for days. I can see the frustration. I know, right? Anyway, they were so annoyed, Paul turned around and cast that spirit right out of her. Well, the guys who were making money of her skills weren't happy at all because their hopes of making money now gone. So they lied to the city leaders to get Paul and Silas thrown into jail without a trial. That's how they ended up with me. What a shambles. You'd have thought then that if they were innocent, they'd have just get out of here. Especially with this freak accidental earthquake. Well, I'll be telling you, I don't think it'd be an accident. You see, before the earthquake hit Paul and Silas, they were singing to God and praying. I think it was God who sent that earthquake. Ugh. How can you even say that? I just knew it. An earthquake is a scary thing in itself. But add on top of that, that all the prisoners were calm and they didn't escape when they were could. Mm. Well, it had to be because of God. I asked Paul and Silas what I needed to do to be saved and they said, believe in Jesus. So they told us all about him and me and my whole family we were saved and baptized. I even made them a meal. Well, thank you for sharing your story with us today. <sighs> when I first arrived, I didn't think good news would be possible. And I'm still yet to be decided on what the actual cause of all this was. My only hope now is that it really was an act of God and more amazing things happen as a result. Wow, the inmates having a sing-song. Unbelievable. Well, that was an interesting news story. We're going to talk together about what we've heard and we're going to ask some questions and we'd encourage you to pause the podcast if you can and talk about them together. 
The start of the story for Paul and Silas was when they were walking to Philippi, a Roman settlement in a region called Macedonia, which nowadays would be in Greece. We're actually going to jump straight into our first question for today. What did Paul and Silas do in Philippi and why were they thrown in jail? The question again, what did Paul and Silas do in Philippi and why were they thrown in jail? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to continue. While Paul and Silas were on their way to pray, they healed a woman with a spirit inside of her that could make her tell the future. She had been following them and shouting about them for a few days. And Paul got so annoyed that he decided to act by commanding the spirit out of her. There were some men with the woman that Paul healed who were taking advantage of her ability to read the future. When they realised that she could not make them any more money, they were very angry. When they got into the city, the men lied about Paul and Silas, saying that they were teaching things that were not allowed. Paul and Silas had their clothes taken from them, were beaten and then thrown into prison without a chance to defend themselves. Can you imagine what that would feel like to be in pain, to be cold and locked up after doing nothing wrong? So as Paul and Silas were sat in their jail cell, chained up, an earthquake suddenly hits the prison. We've come to our next question. What were Paul and Silas doing when the earthquake happened? The question again, what were Paul and Silas doing when the earthquake happened? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to carry on. The Bible tells us that instead of being really sad, Paul and Silas were praying and even singing to God whilst the other prisoners were listening to them. And when the earthquake hit the prison, the Bible tells us that the doors of every cell flew open and all the chains the prisoners were attached to just fell off. That meant that everyone could escape and run away. Then the jailer woke up and he saw that all of the cell doors were wide open. His job was to make sure that they were all locked and that no one could escape. Wow, he must have thought all the prisoners had run away if all the doors were open. We've come to our next question. What would the jailer feel when he thought the prisoners had escaped? The question again. What would the jailer feel when he thought the prisoners had escaped? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to continue. If I was the jailer, I might have felt really, really bad if I'd thought everyone had escaped the prison. Yeah, he probably thought that he'd at least lose his job or might even be killed. He would probably be also very afraid then, both for himself and maybe perhaps for his family as well. They might have no money for food or clothes if he lost his job or was killed. But Paul and Silas were still in the prison. In fact, everyone was. No one had escaped, even though it would have been very easy for them with all the doors open and the chains gone. We've come to our next question. Why did Paul and Silas choose not to escape? The question again, why did Paul and Silas choose not to escape? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together. Then press play when you're ready to carry on. 
Paul and Silas were innocent people and didn't deserve to be in the prison. So you might think it's strange that they didn't leave when they could. After all, it wasn't fair that they'd ended up there in the first place. But they knew that it was right to stay in prison for a few reasons. They knew that the jailer would get into serious trouble if they all escaped, and that wouldn't be fair on him. And even though they were innocent of the crime that put them in prison, if they had escaped, that would make them guilty of escaping. On top of all that, Paul and Silas were honest and kind people, and they wanted nothing more than to share the good news of Jesus with everyone they met. If you remember, Jesus was also innocent, but still took the punishment for all the things we do wrong. That's called sin. So what better way of showing the prisoners and the jailer the power of what Jesus did for them than by reflecting that themselves? The jailer recognised this and asked Paul and Silas what he could do to be saved. The answer, of course, was to believe in Jesus. So the jailer took Paul and Silas to his house, gave them a meal and heard about Jesus for the very first time. So we've come to our last question for today. How did God turn a bad situation for Paul, Silas and the jailer into a good one? The question again, how did God turn a bad situation for Paul, Silas and the jailer into a good one? Please pause the podcast and talk about this together and then press play when you're ready to continue. For the jailer, he and his whole family believed in Jesus and were baptised. He also didn't lose his job or his life, which is also quite good. And for Paul and Silas, the magistrates came to the prison the next day after they heard what had happened and set Paul and Silas free. That meant that they were able to carry on travelling around, telling the good news of Jesus to everyone they met. This story teaches us that God is in control of everything and can make good things happen from bad things. Paul, Silas and the jailer had bad things happen to them that didn't seem fair at all. But because God was in control of everything, he was able to make good come from the bad. And it's the same for us as well. No matter what we are going through, no matter how sad, difficult or painful, God can still make good things happen. If you're struggling with a sad, difficult or painful situation, ask God how to show you how he can use it for good by praying. And if you're not sure how to do that, then ask your adult to help you. In our story today, there were some rash decisions. That means doing something or saying something without thinking about it carefully first. Paul perhaps made a rash decision when he got so annoyed at the woman with the spirit shouting at them that he sent the spirit out of her. And the men and the leaders at Philippi made a rash decision when they decided to beat up Paul and Silas and throw them into prison. So because of this, we thought we'd play a game called Little Timmy. We will take turns to say the phrase, Little Timmy thought it was a good idea too, and finish the sentence by saying something that would be considered a rash decision with the aim of making the other person laugh. Okay, great. Would you like to go first, Owen? Yeah, I can go first. 
and if you want to uh, play along at home too, uh, you can do, and uh, you can see which one of our rash decisions makes you laugh the most, and then maybe you can even try and making up some of your own and uh, posting them on social media, which we'll give you later on. So, little Timmy thought it was a good idea to have a barbecue in December. Not a good idea, little Timmy. No laughing here. Alright, next one. Little Timmy thought it was a good idea to put a sweaty sock in the toaster. Ooh. That's definitely not a good idea. No. Little Timmy thought it was a good idea to hold a bunch of flowers next to a beehive. <laughs> that is definitely not a good idea, little Timmy. Little Timmy thought it was a good idea to tickle a tarantula. It's not a good idea. <clears throat> They're not very ticklish, I've heard. <laughs> you know from experience. Not from experience, no. Little Timmy thought it was a good idea to pour hot water into a chocolate teapot. Definitely not a good idea, little Timmy. You will get burned. Little Timmy thought it was a good idea to do cartwheels wearing nothing but a towel. Come on, Owen, you know it's you want not, to laugh. It's, it's not a good idea, that, is it? No. No. That one made me smile, I'll give you that, but not laugh. Uh, little Timmy thought it was a good idea to do a skydive on bonfire night. Oh, definitely not a good idea. Right, Little Timmy thought it was a good idea to eat yellow snow. It's a bad idea. Really bad idea. Really bad idea. Don't eat yellow snow. Not that we get much snow in Britain, but... Definitely not this year. Little Timmy thought it was a good idea to visit a dog daycare centre with a pocket full of sausages. <laughs> yes! I've cracked. Yes! <laughs> Winner! <laughs> well, that was great fun. And it was really hard not to laugh at some of the silly, rash decisions that little Timmy made. And it's good to know that even an extraordinary person like Paul who was fully committed to God, still made rash decisions occasionally. Have you got any funny little Timmy scenarios that you can share with us? And how did you get on with our geography game earlier on in the episode? You can tell us via our social media accounts. We are on Facebook at BDBE Updates and on Twitter and Instagram at BDBE. And you can find more episodes of Bible Podlets and free discussion notes for each episode to use in children's group at church on our website at www.bdeducation.org.uk. And sadly, that's all from us for this episode, but we hope to see you again next time. Bye! Bye. Bible Podlets was a Blackburn Diocese Board of Education production. It was written by David Harris and Sarah Earnshaw and edited and produced by David Harris. Bible Podlets is a free resource. For more resources, visit bdeducation.org.uk. I'm going to start with Mexico. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I feel like this game is going to end pretty quickly because I don't know any countries uh, that end with the letter O. Start with the letter O. Oh, that start with the letter O. I don't know. <laughs> I'm out already. <laughs> I did. Uh, that was a bit mean of me. I did think about it before. <laughs> <laughs>